Welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. All right. Welcome back. It's Josh, your host here, Fusion FFB. Be sure to follow on Twitter at Fusion FFB. I say that right off the bat this time because I apologize. I wasn't able to get a podcast out to you on this topic sooner. Today, we are going to talk about I'm transitioning. I'm still going to jump back to uh, looking at some successes if I have a chance, um, because I do think learning from successes the previous season is very much important because you can turn around and, you know, reiterate that into success the next season. So that is important. I know I hit on some of my fails. Wanted to make sure you guys didn't think I was not humble at all, but there are a few things, uh, victory laps I definitely need to take and some lessons we can learn and uh, replicate for more successes. So that is something I still want to do. But it's uh, time is of the essence when it comes to rookies and prospects. And I wanted to talk about Brees Hall. Why didn't any of you guys tell me there was an elite running back in this class? Like, what is the point of having all these Devi? What is the point of following college football? What What is the point if none of you guys were going to go out on a limb and tell me, hey, there is an elite prospect in this class? And I don't mean like a year or two years ago. I get it. I get it. He he did. He had another great year in college this year. And that that's what uh, definitely solidified it. But... You know what, I'm guys. You're gonna make me get into Devi. I, I don't. I don't want to do Devi. But you know what, I'm gonna have to start doing is, and um, hey, that's why I'm doing. That's why I'm taking time away from podcasting and other things, and learning what I'm trying to learn because it's gonna let me get this data, scrape for data, import the data, and get it plugged into these things quickly. And so I would have been able to look at what I saw. If you followed me on Twitter at Fusion FFB, I finally got the numbers thanks to to Dave Wright, you know, FF underscore Spaceman. Um, thank you. So thankful for his data, his databases with the prospects, everything else. Also NFL data, in season, everything. But um, if I was able to get that sooner or even able to look at it just right at the very end of the college season, and plugged it in, I would have been able to see that, hey, this guy's really good. And that's what I was saying um, the week before the combine. I got the numbers, I plugged them in, and I went to Twitter and I said, guys, this guy looks really, really good. Like he's on par with Cam Akers, Swift um, from past seasons. He's better than Javante Williams. Like, he is a borderline elite prospect here. And I think a lot of people had it in their heads that this was a bad class, you know, all this stuff. I get it, but um, not Bruce Hall. Not Bruce Hall. And a lot of people had Isaiah Spiller in their mind as the big guy coming up. They had, you know, they were looking forward to him. And he has some good traits, but he's sluggish, I guess would be the word. We'll see... Um, if he can improve on that in his pro day, but th this isn't about him. Um, this is about Brees Hall. 
He has the receiving. He has the rushing. He has the dominator ratings. He has the uh, efficiencies. He, he has the uh, weighted opportunities per game. He has whatever you want to look at. Um, in my fusion vision, rookie uh, fusion vision, which... I don't even know if I talked about that on the podcast. I, I should. I love this tool. Go to the website, fusionffb.com. It's, it's pinned to the top. Go there. It's updated for 2022. You can type in a uh, prospect um, and compare it to another prospect within positions. It's not cross-positional. All right. But you want to compare a running back to another running back going all the way back in, uh, again, Dave's Dave's database back to 2003. You can do that. I think Brees Hall uh, matches up really well with some really, really good running backs. I thought, according to Rookie Vision, he looks a lot like a Matt Forte. He's not quite as tall. He's like an inch and a quarter shorter, but very similar everywhere else across the board. Production and college. Um, If anything, he's quicker and faster than Forte was but very similar in how involved he's been and uh, in the past and how his abilities in the passing game. And that's what we want to see in fantasy football, guys. And he has the rushing. All right, so let me just, for comparison, all right, I have a lot of metrics. I use age-adjusted stuff especially because I want to see that he did it early. And I get there's some cases like Najee Harris. Last year, I, I knew I came, I know my metrics. So I came into it knowing, hey, my metrics, the age adjusted ones, they're not going to like Najee because he sat behind these other running backs. And uh, yeah, he had a great year and he looks good and all that stuff. But my particular metrics aren't going to like him. But you know who they like? They like Saquon Barkley. You know, they like Jonathan Taylor. These, these are the guys they like. And there's a few different ones I, I like using and different ones pop different kinds of players. So, you, you know, the, the the one has a lot of the market share receiving involved in it. So some guys pop, you know, the college careers were crazy. Like Jaquise Rogers, remember him? Like crazy receiving work in college. So he always pops on that one. Um, Ahmad Bradshaw shows up there. Chase Edmonds shows up there. But Saquon Barkley is there. He's number four. Um, guess who's number six, right behind Chase Edmonds, who was five, Brees Hall, number six, right? Then you got like Kevin Smith and Ray Rice, these guys, um, let's look at a different one, one that really focuses on yardage, yardage production. That one pops, you know, Christian McCaffrey to the top, uh, Barkley at like eight, Jonathan Taylor at nine, uh, Brees Hall isn't as high on, on this one, but he, he still, shows up like on the first page um and and you're thinking well that's just because he had a really great combine josh so he's popping up no this is just college this was what i was looking at before the combine had nothing to do with how fast he ran i I didn't know any of that i'd never even seen him run in in film a single clip ever in my life and i already knew he was going to be my 101 um then when i plug it in with the athletics uh yeah absolutely looking at saquon barkley number one chris wells 2009 throwback all right uh yeah i guess he didn't pan out but he was drafted at the end of the first round he had the draft capital he had the the athletics he had the workload um hey they don't all hit number three jonathan taylor and number four Brees Hall. 
All right, this is my best, you know, pre-draft combined metric I use, and it gives me Saquon Barkley. It's how I really loved Jonathan Taylor um, a couple years ago. It's how I was open to Antonio Gibson because um, he he's like 14 or something on this. Anyway, then there's again a lot of different things. Actually, more I just saw Matt Forte is down on this list like 20, which sounds bad, but I mean we're talking about 2003. A lot of running backs. All right, so all of these guys are strong. Um, basically, I I'm trying to figure out why we were fading this top just at the top because it's Bruce Hall. After that, yeah, you got Spiller and you got Walk Kenneth Walker. It sounds like. Um, and we'll get into those. They look pretty good. It's going to be about landing spot for them. And honestly, it's going to be about landing spot for Brees Hall as well. But I am confident wherever Brees Hall goes, he will become the starter within a year. He could go to a bad situation where there's an incumbent, where he needs to push somebody out, and maybe the coaching staff doesn't let that happen right away. Maybe they're dumb. You know, we've seen it happen. Uh, it happened to even Jonathan Taylor, right? We've we've seen it happen. Um, I think that this year is uh, very similar to last year where there's a few guys at the top. We will see Brees Hall or at least another running back. I, I almost hope it's Spiller so that like everyone overemphasizes draft capital and somehow Brees Hall isn't everyone's 101 because I would love to have him at 103 or something like that in a league I have 103. But I don't think it's going to happen. I did listen to one of the more NFL-focused podcasts, uh, draft podcasts, and they were talking about their top running back being Spiller and then Walker. And then they talked about some other guys. They mentioned Brees Hall once, but it was like, they weren't thinking him as being the top running back. So I suppose it's possible in NFL circles, they don't realize that Brees Hall is really, really good. That would seem really, really dumb. It, surely there's a running, there's, there's a team out there. And I'm expecting, and here's what I just did. Actually, just before I came on the pod, I uh, I, I needed to do it. My my landing spot matrix for running backs, it's where I evaluate opportunity that is um, available and how good it would be. Again, this is not to predict. I have to say this every time. The purpose of it is, is to find the landing spots that are available and are, are valuable for a running back that lands there. It's not intended to rate or rank how likely a team is to draft a running back it's to rate how good a would be opportunity would be if a running back goes there and it can work for uh free agency as well but I, i've done it right before free agency past years um so right at the top now we see arizona cardinals is on top for me um arizona Atlanta and Houston all are have the best possible opportunities available. And then I can give a modifier for how good the offense is. And clearly Arizona's offense is better. And you're saying, but Josh, James Conner is there. Yes, I know. And it would be a little disappointing to see Brees Hall go to Arizona because, yeah, the year one here 
could be capped. Um, but again, that's why I say within a season, he will be the starter. If Reese Hall goes to Arizona Cardinals, he's going to get used. That That's almost a, a good thing because not. I'll, I'll just spin it in a positive light. It's not a good thing. I want him to be, you know, Najee Harris workload, which never happens unless you're Najee Harris in Pittsburgh. But Brees Hall to Arizona would be okay because I think they would have to use him in the passing game. And then once Connor gets injured or once Connor moves on next year, um, he's able to step in to the full role. And he's already proven himself in the receiving role. And so he just gets all of it. And that's the hope. And I know it's never good to hope for more production. I hear you, Josh Crocker. I hear you. But when it's clearly because of an aging incumbent, it's easy to see the pathway to that workload. That's what people are hoping for for Javante Williams right now. It'd be literally the same situation. And people are going way overboard with Javante Williams. Um, Brees Hall is a better prospect than Javante Williams. There's no doubt in my mind. That does not mean that Javante Williams cannot be a very good running back. Um, a very, let's say, David Montgomery-esque. Um, but Brees Hall can be, to, to go with another Bears running back, Matt Forte. All right. Um, so then we have Atlanta and Houston. They are wide open. You know, I guess you got you got to beat out Cordell Patterson in Atlanta. Uh, and what, Rex Burkhead or somebody, Philip Lindsay in, in Houston? So, no, those, those spots are wide open for someone to come in and take the job. And there's three top running backs. Uh, also, we've seen the Bills um, trying to sign uh, receiving backs uh, like McKissick. Uh, the Bengals, I think they need a, a new backup. Uh, I'm, I'm going down the list here, and I'll put this out, check it on the website, and again, Twitter, at FusionFFB. Um, Kansas City, there's a lot of teams that have committee kind of situations. Uh, Seahawks might want to get some depth for cheap, like second, third round behind Penny, who resigned, but, you know, we know how that goes, right? So they might want to set up a younger guy to be able to step in uh, when Penny fails or gets hurt and when Carson moves on or is hurt as well. So between those guys, those are kind of the top group um, in score. Those are your top seven or so teams there. But the top three, Arizona, Atlanta, and Houston, are the places where it's ready for a starting running back to come in. Again, Arizona, I get it. It's going to be a committee with uh, Connor. Um, but I'm thinking more of a dynasty mindset when I say that uh, about ready for a starter. It's ready for a future starter. Um, but Atlanta and Houston, I, don't, I didn't give as high a score for their overall offense, and so that's why they fall below Arizona. Again, this is not talking about who's most likely. It's talking about opportunity and how good it'll be. Um, so that's the hope I have right now is Brees Hall. I'm... I'm I'd be fine with Bruce Hall going to Atlanta or Houston. I mean, Houston's not a bad spot. You got you got Davis Mills, you know, young running back there. We saw Rex Burkhead go off for some big games. I really don't think Houston Texans would be a terrible situation. Um, 
he would definitely get used. Uh, they don't really have a great rest of the offense. I mean, hey, the Panthers haven't had a great offense and see how they use Christian McCaffrey. Um, that really would be a low-key great spot, would be Houston. Um, Atlanta, I don't know. I don't know how Mariota is going to be. I, I've, in the past, it wasn't... Uh, they had a very different kind of running back situation way back when he, he was you know a rookie. Um, so it's hard to say whether or not, you know, the running back situation when he was a rookie running quarterback uh, would translate to a new rookie now in Atlanta. But I don't think Marietta's style, a little bit like Jalen Hurts, um, some of these running guys, sometimes it can take away from the running back. So we'll see how that works out. I really don't know what to think about Marietta. Um, and then, of course, the Cardinals already said a lot. So the Bills wouldn't be a terrible spot. Um, I mean, they're kind of a bad spot because they they have good they have good wide receivers and they have a good quarterback who can throw the ball down the field. And when those are the options, much like we see in uh, Kansas City with Mahomes, when you can do that, why would you run the ball? But we did see when they completely gave up on Zach Moss and just gave Singletary all the work. Um, I mean, he did with the work what he was supposed to do. It wasn't great. The points looked nice because he was getting all the work. Uh, but if you actually put an efficient, good running back in that position and gave him the work, uh, especially one that can be used in the receiving game, which Singletary does okay, but Brees Hall would do great, then he could actually be part of that passing game as well. And it wouldn't just be a, oh, I guess we'll we'll run the ball, I guess. Um, so, I, you know, Bills would be a very interesting spot. Uh, once we get down the Bengals, Chiefs, Seahawks, Broncos even, Rams, Jets, Titans, and Giants, now you're looking at true committee and backup situations. Um, so the... I'll I'll put out the a picture of this thing and you can let me know what you think about it and we'll update it as more um more players are signed and moved around the league but I think most everything's happened. Uh bi biggest thing coming back about around to, to the Brees Hall and talking about like Debbie and and all these things. I I really I I made a tweet. I'm not trying to come down on on the Debbie guys. I want you to understand. I I try to follow them. Maybe they were saying it and I missed it. They, maybe they need to say it a little bit more emphatically, a little bit more boldly, because it seems to me, uh, you know, they're like, oh, but in our mock drafts, you know, he was getting taken. I was like, yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I, I didn't see your mock draft from last year that no one else saw. Like, uh, to me, the whole point of being a Debbie or something would be to project. And as I was saying to these guys that, hey, this is a great prospect. He's a top-level, top-tier guy. They're like, oh, no, he's not that good. Uh, they seemed really dismissive. They didn't really want to admit. They wanted to say that I was overrating him because the rest of the class was bad and he was just the best, and so I wanted, so I was just, uh, you know, exaggerating him. Uh, no, not at all. If you guys have listened to me at all, I am, I am the one who is the objective one saying, I, I have a standard you saw 
when I was talking about the metrics and everything, I have a standard that goes back that I can compare against, and I could see where Brees Hall was compared to those guys. Um, Javante Williams was not up there with those guys. Sorry. I was the one last year saying that last year's class was weak. Even though there was a clear top three guys, I still thought they were weak. Brees Hall is a full head and shoulders above that. You know, that, that that's what I said in my tweet. Before the combine, I said Brees Hall is head and shoulders ahead of everyone else in this class. Um, maybe just, I think I said maybe just a head above Spiller. And then Walker showed out in the combine. So those are the top three. I think much like last year, because the top three are so well known and it's so uncertain after that, um, unlike, it's it's kind of weird. It's backwards. So a couple years ago, we had Jonathan Taylor. We had Dobbins Swift. We had Akers. We had all these great looking prospects. And on average, they were drafted later. You know, we would have thought that Jonathan Taylor should have been a first round guy, but he wasn't. You know why? Because there were four or five other good running backs a team could take instead. And so they were waiting and letting other teams take the top guys and overpay, and they were going to grab whoever is left later. Um, when when it's more scarce at the top like last year, and I predict I predicted that, that last year we'd see more first rounders because of this, and I think it'll be the same thing. This season, we'll see at least one first-round running back. Hopefully, it's uh, Brees, or actually, hopefully, maybe it's Spiller, and Brees falls in the second round, and people discount him for some really stupid reason. Um, you, again, if you've been paying attention to me, I'm, I'm trying to get away from draft capital as much as I can. I'm trying to replace it with um, lots of different things between the analytics, college production, a little bit of the combine. I would, when I bring in draft capital in the past, I would cut out the athletic score uh, because it was kind of double counting it. Uh, we'll see. I, I, I'll still do that, but I also still have the stats that don't include it uh, and that do include it, the athletics and don't include the draft capital because I, I want to see what that looks like. Um, over the past few years, I kind of regretted following draft capital, um, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, uh, what else? Um I mean, you know, my my pre draft menu my pre draft uh model also jumped up James Robinson that same year, but of course he didn't he didn't even get drafted, so he fell out completely. Um things like that. I, I, I've been very happy with the results and so I'm gonna start leaning more into the results. Um because I want to find the exceptions. I want to find the things that other people aren't seeing. And uh, I'm sorry I was not able to do that sooner on Brees Hall just for the sake of my own teams. Jeez, I, I would have uh, chased after some early picks a lot sooner. But by the time I figured it out, you know, the values, their values, the hype was already going up. Um, Again, if you're if you're an analyst, if you're in dev, if you're if you're doing any of those things, I, I would encourage you to be bold. The point is to project. If you're not willing to project, then what's the point? If your process is to wait for the combine and draft capital, then what is the point of your process? That's just what everyone else is already doing. Um, if you are not ahead of the game, ahead of the curve then what's the point? 
So that's my challenge to you guys who are out there. Um, and if you know somebody who was shouting it, I need to be following them. Please let me know. I want to be following them. And again, I easily could have missed it. I wasn't following the right people. Whatever it is, I need to fix that because I want to follow the guys who are going to be shouting to me from, you know, the mountain on the other side of the, the college divide there saying, hey, hey, Josh, free sol is actually really good next year. Thanks. Thanks. I, I wish I'd known sooner. I wish I'd known sooner. So, uh, yeah, Brees Hall, complete confidence in him as a prospect. As I, I, I was, didn't really have that guy last year. I have other years. Um, of course, Jonathan Taylor. Um, but this year, he immediately popped as soon as I saw it. It was love at first sight. Did I, didn't I, did I not mention to you that I hadn't seen him at all and he was my 101? Then I did see uh, Pope FF had a, a one of his threads on a prospect where it has clips in there. And I was watching those and then it hit me. I'm like, oh, this is the first time I've actually seen him. Um, but that's that's the beauty of it. I was listening to some other guys, um, Dra Dynasty Nerds. Um, Rick Dotson on there was saying everything I'm saying right now about Bruce Hall. And he's coming at it com from a completely different perspective of, of watching the tape and the all 22s and all that stuff. They have all their, their film room over there. Um, I, I didn't look at a single piece of film and we, I came to the same conclusion. So there's a little bit of perspective for it. And, and that reinforces my perspective. Um, I listen to a lot of different people, smart people. Uh, and I also have my own conclusions and thoughts and it's, uh, it means a lot to me and it gives me a lot of confidence when the two align. Um, I'm usually wrong when I'm disagreeing with some other people, but sometimes I'm able to be the one that's right instead of them. Um, we'll see on a lot of these cases. I was wrong well, last year on Waddle. I never got around to Waddle on the wrongs, but I was wrong on Waddle. I don't think there's a there's a little bit to learn there, but we'll, we'll talk about successes. Uh, lots of wide receiver rookie talk still to come. Um, the deeper running backs are supposedly not that bad in this class, but and there's a few that could be okay. And a, a possible, possibly a couple um, sleepers that I would be interested in. I don't, don't think people are as high on as I am uh, in looking at it the way I've been looking at it. So the, there's a, a few names to uh, keep an eye on that I'll get to here in a podcast. I say that and then watch. I don't, I'm not on here for another like a month or something. Hopefully I'll back on before, before that guys. Sorry. Um, Rashad white is one of, I'll, I'll name a couple of them. Rashad white is more of the receiving back, but he can, he can run too. Um, I'm looking for the name here. Sorry. I'm, I'm stalling. My own system is not working for me. Um, I will say the Kevin Harris. There it is. I knew it was Kevin, but I couldn't remember his last name. Kevin Smith was in my head, but I know that's like the old, that he was showing up in the other results from the, the past as a good uh, running back, Kevin Smith. But no, Kevin Harris. Kevin Harris is, I think, a little underrated. And it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Um, could be a nice sleeper, go somewhere as a backup kind of thing. You know, some, someone like Kevin Harris goes to the Bengals, right? And is the backup. Uh, and then Mixon 
uh, gets hurt or just isn't doing well. And I mean, next year they decide, uh, hey, you weren't worth that big contract after all, whatever. Kevin Harris, boom, there you go. That's the kind of thing you want to try and find with these later round guys, right? Um, There weren't a ton of really good guys that were popping for me that were um, being underrated by many people. There really was just a lot of mediocrity. Uh, I hear a lot of people saying it's deep, but I'm not sure I agree. I, I literally only ranked about seven, six or yeah, seven or eight running backs in my, my pre-draft, uh, which I'm still going over, and then I will get that published too, maybe version one, and then uh, I'll get a version out, of course, uh, right after the draft with landing spots for running backs taken into account. But all right, guys, uh, it's too long already. I found too many things to talk about. I always say I'm not going to do that, say I'm going to stay on topic. But I did mostly. Brees Hall, he's really, really good looking. And don't be afraid to buy him. I, I was saying uh, soon after I, I, I said, made the observation about Brees Hall, I said, um, hey, if you can flip someone like Javante Williams for a 101, plus something absolutely you should do that because Brees Hall is better plus you get a plus something and that's always a bonus and someone uh just the other day responded that they traded they traded um Javante for the 101 and like a, a, a 23 second and um some other player and I was like yes absolutely that's awesome that is that's winning right there. Um, with my luck, probably something will go terribly wrong here. But for their sake, I, I hope not. Um, I'm trying to remember, actually. I'm thinking about it. It might have been Juju, which is really funny. Yeah, it was Juju. Oh, my gosh. And now he went to the Chiefs since then. That was right before. It was two days ago. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's a great trade. Um, so trying to help people out with perspectives like that. Um, so give me a follow, like, follow, subscribe, whatever you got to do buttons on your podcasts. And, um, we'll see you next time, guys. Have a good one. <laughs>